0: Hey, hey, what's up? It's Zisu back again, E-Society Podcast. We talk TV, movies, comics, collecting, sports, and everything entertainment. This is uh, a movie special we're doing, but before I go any
1: further, it's the Nez! Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Uh, sorry, we haven't put anything out yet. The holidays are amongst us. Uh, Today's Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving and for for you uh for you out there fighting the fight uh the day before Thanksgiving so uh, a little something for all you guys for for, for whatever you do uh but yeah we're going to bust out uh something really quick uh movies that we've seen uh in the past I don't know past few weeks I've seen a lot right and uh, I'll I'll kick us off um sure. I went and saw Creed 2 last night uh, to a packed theater. Which it kind of sucked. The movie didn't suck, but it sucked that. Is your TV on?
0: Yeah, I'm stepping away from it. <laughs> All right.
1: Um, it the, the movie theater was packed. They they put it in a small theater for some reason, and everybody that kept coming in. A lot of people kept coming in while it was going. I mean, during the previews and everything, and. The only seats available were the very front row. People would go in, sit down for like a second, and then said, "Oh hell no, I'll get up and and walk out." Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know how those people did it that did stay in the front because uh, I was no sitting, uh, let's say, the fifth row back, and that was that was close enough as I wanted to get. I, I would have left too if if that was all that was available for. So I don't know why they put it in a small theater. I'm sure they moved it over to one of the big theaters for the opening day. Uh, which was today, and uh, I mean overall, I did enjoy the film. Um, you know how, it, I don't think this movie is anything to spoil. I mean, if you've seen Rocky 1 up to now, you know how they end. To me, I thought this was just a, a rehash of Rocky 3. That, that's my opinion. Uh, a friend of the show, Mike, thought otherwise, but I, I don't know. It was kind of it, to me. It kind of drug in the middle, but I mean, as far as the fighting, I mean, that's why you go to see these movies. Man, the fighting was awesome. Yeah, um, we're gonna go. I, I can't remember. I don't know the the uh, the the guy that plays uh, Drago, the Victor Drago, the Ivan Drago's son. Mm-hmm. I, 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 from what I understand, he's a real boxer, and this guy is
0: huge.
1: Damn, um, nice. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure they had to pull punches, but a lot of those hits look real. So I, I don't know how they did it. Maybe when the Blu-ray comes out, I'll uh, see the making of it. Because I, I watched the making of all these other, all the other ones with Rocky and all that. And uh, there was times where they say, "Just go ahead and hit me" to make it, I guess, mm-hmm. look good. I've seen that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, but overall, the movie was good. I really didn't enjoy it. I didn't. I didn't enjoy it as much as the the first Creed. That one was amazing. This one, it's worth going to see, but it was just to me. It was just kind of nothing new, really. I mean, did it I have was that emotionality just, it, to it. Do you like I, feel for the characters? Um, I felt more for the Drago character than I did for Creed. <laughs> um, I wanted more of that. I wanted more of that story. Right. Um. They kind of tell you a little bit about him, but not really. Um. There was a surprise in it to me that I had no idea was coming. So okay. I yeah. That we're, was... we're going. So <laughs> it it was not. No. It was nothing major to the story, but it was. Um. I just wanted a little bit more of Dragos' story. Right. Uh, if they do another one. Um, another Creed, which they probably will. they I mean, got to every- at least
0: do one more, make it a trilogy.
1: Everybody's saying that, oh, maybe a Clubber Lang son. Will oh, step that'd in. Be great. <laughs> I-, I love that idea. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I-, I think that's just something that everyone wants. And what's- I was thinking that, too, while I was sitting there watching the movie. But um, I'd rather see another um, Victor Drago coming back uh, again. So what's your prediction? um pain i don't wait i'll wait until you see it then we'll go <laughs> into after you see it we'll we'll come back with a regular uh ESP at the movies and do a uh, full spoilers and everything by then everyone should have seen it by now so sure. but uh do do go out and see it uh if you're too full and don't want to feel like cleaning and you want to see a good movie go see Creed 2 it's it's awesome
0: there you go uh I guess I'll jump in and take it all the way back to the start of October right when I was starting my uh, court case. If you listen to the last uh, the little anchor we did on uh, when Nez was down in San Diego, I, I told the court story. So if you haven't heard that and you want to check that out. But uh, uh, going all the way back to the start of October and uh, First Man with uh, Ryan Gosling, Claire Foy. Uh, It's the uh, biopic drama of uh, Neil Armstrong and what led him to be the first man to walk on the moon. Uh, This was directed by uh, Damien Chazelle, who also did La La Land and Whiplash. So uh, it was interesting. It was definitely different and it had that like director's flair to it. And the interesting thing was, it really was all from, uh, they did as much as they could to do everything from uh, Ryan Gosling uh, as Neil Neil Armstrong's, like, perspective on things. And um, it made a lot of the movie, like, there's, like, a lot of, like, quiet moments and stuff. And it's just, like, you kind of, like, sitting with him and his breathing and stuff like that. Like, while like, in an airplane or something like that, you know, when they're doing, like, tests and whatnot. So uh, it definitely gets credit for being a unique movie. But that being said, I don't know if it did enough to, like, make my personal top 10 this year. Like, it was something I respected. But uh, I heard this movie, it was... uh, There was a cool touch to it if you got to see it in IMAX, which I didn't. Uh, I heard, like, when they they go the whole movie obviously. And then when they actually make to the moon, it like expands like the, the screen expands. It like moves to fill the whole IMAX. So, um, but you know, overall uh, I thought it was well done. It's very different. It's, it's, it doesn't feel like any other kind of space movie. Like when you think about even like other things like Apollo 13 and things like that, there's a lot of like, kind of like jokes in those movies and like kind of like that kind of storytelling where the, they keep they keep the action going but this one is like a little quiet a little slow and like I said it's a little like personal like just sitting with the one man the Neil Armstrong so uh, you didn't get out to see First Man right? No I didn't
1: I mean after what you told me and then uh, other friends that seen a friend of the show uh, Courtney uh, our buddy he was yeah. like eh, it was all right I mean he, yeah he was, it's all it right oh yeah uh, I did have hopes
0: that it was gonna make my top 10 and it didn't so you could say uh, I guess I was a little let down by it but by all means it wasn't a bad movie uh, it's definitely something worth seeing it's it's uh, unique and obviously just Neil Armstrong, just as a person, uh, in honoring him and his legacy and just his personal story, I I think that what's what makes it unique too. It's there's a lot like that isn't known, just like personally about him and like what he went through, you know, just with his family.
1: Cool. Uh, I'll probably check it out once it uh, hits Blu-ray. Cool. Yeah, but wanna jump to the next one. <laughs> Yeah, this is uh, this next one is definitely it bumped a few things out of my top ten. Um, this was a movie that some friends of mine were going. Man, you got to watch this movie. It was uh, a Netflix original film. Uh, this is "The Night Comes for Us." It's directed by uh yes, <laughs> oh, fuck, um,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: Timo uh, Tahajanato, or I, I don't know, I. The name is familiar. I've seen uh, some of his films uh, that were awesome. There's a movie called Headshot. That was dope. Killers was good. Um, I'm not too sure what he did with uh, VHS 2. Uh, ABC is a death. I like that little short story he did with that. And then there's some other movies I have Oh, Macabre I've seen, which was pretty good. And uh, some other ones I haven't seen. But uh, this movie stars um, the Ray, the guy from The Raid, the main dude. Uh, Iko. Uwasi, or I don't know how you say his name, but oh my god! Like I said, this movie bumped some stuff out of my top ten because man, this movie was nice, fucking awesome. If you just love fighting and just blood and gore, oh my god, this had everything in it. Uh, it might be you might get a little queasy, dude. There's a lot of blood in this.
0: But... Oh no, <laughs> I was
1: actually kind of looking forward to it too, just because of the whole possible raid aspect oh my god man this movie was hella good um i won't tell you i won't say the end or anything but everyone if if you love martial arts movies and just fucking non-stop action uh, yes it is bloody and gory uh so be aware of that okay and man (laughs) i this is definitely this is definitely in my top 10 wow Uh, nice it, it booted out uh, i'll get to that in a minute but <laughs> uh, but man this movie was awesome i uh, i couldn't believe it it started out a little bit slow maybe only for a few minutes and then boom it just gets into it and then once it starts going it it just doesn't stop i mean this was um i'm surprised it wasn't in a the theater i don't i don't think if it if it would have been in a the theater it would have been like a limited release um let me give you a synopsis a gangland enforcer caught amidst a treacherous and violent excuse me, insurrection with his triad crime family upon his return home from a stint abroad. Oh, man. Um, Definitely, if you guys, like I said, if you like martial arts films and everything, do check this out. If if you've seen it, you already know. But if you haven't, man, this movie is tough. Um, I, I just couldn't believe it, man. I mean, Netflix, they've been doing pretty good with a mm-hmm. lot of their original stuff. Not mm-hmm. everything, not everything's a, a, a hit, but mm-hmm. um, this one definitely is. I mean, if for any of you martial arts fans, and I'm, like I said, you've probably already seen it, but if you haven't, do check this one out. Um, the night comes for us
0: awesome yeah i'm gonna give it a try i know you, you're warning me about the blood and the queasiness so i'll definitely be on guard for that but uh just on the factor that uh
1: it, it's on that level of the raid i want to check it out <laughs> yeah man i mean it's i mean you know how the raid was when they w- went to hand sure. it, well it went from like guns then to
0: uh, oh yeah
1: Machetes and knives and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of like that. I mean, you, you start off. Uh, I can't. Yeah, there was shooting and everything in it, but um, a lot of like uh, machetes and knives and whatever you can get your hands on, and just do it was just. I don't know, man. You needed a um, one of those suits to go in there and clean up all that because there oh, was blood, there was blood <laughs> everywhere. uh Oh, okay, okay. Well, but, yeah, check check <laughs> it out, man. This movie's badass. The night comes for us.
0: All right. Awesome. Uh, that's a perfect segue for me to jump over to a film that might just make my top 10. I'm definitely tempted to put it in there. Uh, it's the new Cohen brothers film, uh, the ballad of Buster Scruggs. This just went up on Netflix just last week. And, um, this is an anthology film comprised of six stories, each dealing with a different aspect of life in the old West. And, um, I heard what originally happened here was uh, surprisingly and the Coen's, you know how they are with their movies. uh, I heard originally, this was actually going to be a TV show. And after watching this, I kind of wish it was because it is, it's uh, just six stories. uh, Which is why I say, I think it's going to make my list, but uh, of the six stories, uh, I really love the, uh, the main, the title one, the Buster Scruggs one. Uh, and then there's another one with uh, James Franco. That's pretty good. It's probably my third favorite. Um, there's one kind of about uh, gold prospecting. I really like that one. That's probably my second favorite. There's one with Liam Neeson. Uh, it's really interesting. It's a, definitely a unique type story. Uh, and then the last two, which is a shame because they're the last two, uh, I didn't love as much and they drag it down a little for me from being like perfect but it does enough that uh, I, I really enjoyed and I almost made me think of uh, you had me watch uh, that VHS story and it kind of almost made me think of that
1: how it's like a series of stories you know Um, do they all have anything to do with one another or is it just six individuals that just that's it
0: yeah it's just six individual stories and it's interesting uh it starts with like the book and it says the ballad of buster scruggs and it starts and it tells that story and buster scruggs is is actually played by tim blake nelson and that's by far the most quirky and that's why i love it so it starts out really quirky and then from there like every other story isn't nearly as kind of crazy cohen like there's a few small things but um Uh, I will say uh, that it has that kind of, like, uh, I don't know. You know how Coen's, if you think about their movies, there actually isn't a lot of, like, they do quirkiness and they do weird, but, like, if you think of uh, No Country for Old Men, it's not a lot of happiness, per se. These aren't, like, happy tales of the Old West. Like, uh, I would almost go as far to say these are, like, little mini tragedies so is it depressing uh, I mean like every like I said every story is different that's the thing Um, but yeah I mean it's not too bad it's not too bad actually as far as like oh man that's that's too rough like it, it does have some rough stuff but it doesn't like dwell on it per se you know so like uh, just for example and this is going to be real vague so I'm not tipping where it is um, when somebody kind of gets uh, taken out they kind of just show that person being walked towards and then they flash to like a second later and like the caravan's still going and they're not there so you just know that they got
1: got Basically, all right. Well, save it, dude. I'll watch it, and then sure. we'll uh, we'll roll into each story. Yeah, this sounds, sounds good. Well, I like the Coen, I like the Coen brothers. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I it's see awesome. you
1: dancing. I see you dancing around a lot of it. So, right. Uh, yeah, I'll watch it, and then we'll come back on here, uh, and we'll 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 run through the whole thing. Yeah, perfect. Sounds great. Cool. All right, moving on. Uh, this was a film. It came out, I couldn't tell you. I saw it within the last uh, month or so, but this is uh, Bad Times at the El Royale. This is directed by Drew Goddard. I think that's how you say his name. Uh, You got uh, Jeff Bridges, uh, Cynthia Erevoil. I think that's how you say her name. Uh, Dick Johnson uh John Ham uh Thor Chris Hemsworth and shit a bunch of other people that were in this <laughs> uh you even got uh, Nick Offerman um what's his name from Parks and Rec he's yeah. only in it for like a second but uh, it it was still good dude this movie was good nice uh, let me see if I, I wish could... I wouldn't have missed it <laughs> uh, 1968 several strangers most with a secret to bury me a chance meet by chance at Lake Tahoe's El Royale, a <laughs> rundown hotel with a dark past. Over the course of one night, everyone will show their true colors before everything goes to hell. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I think you should see. I don't know if it's still playing anywhere, but I, this is this is a movie. Definitely, uh, I was I'm gonna buy when it comes out. This was in my top ten. Nice it was it was. It got booted out by the last movie I talked about. Oh, man. Um, I might have to reevaluate once the year is over because there's still some movies to come. Uh, I thought Creed Two was going to be in my top ten, but it, it, it's not. Um, it just didn't grab me like how it is for everyone else, but that's me. Um, but this movie is awesome, man. It, it's, it seems like it's a bunch of little stories. It's kind of got that Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino uh type of feel where the movie jumps all over the place all right um but uh it, it was oh fuck i don't i don't want to i don't want to ruin it for you or any of you that haven't seen it but all right if you like if you like that type of film i mean a lot of people are comparing it to uh like pulp fiction type of thing um because you know how all that wrapped together that's when each every time someone comes there's a each character that's introduced in into this um all their stories kind of wrap up together uh in the end but it's it like I said the movie jumps all over the place um it was over two hours. I want to say almost two and a half hours a lot of people said that it, it was just boring and and was too long I didn't think so man i was I was so sucked up into it and it, this movie was awesome uh like i said it wasn't my top 10 but it got bumped out um again like I said like i'll probably have to re reevaluate everything uh, right. it might it might come back in it might not but this movie was awesome uh i kind re- i kind of didn't want to see it um because i was hearing all these mixed reviews about it. And I was like, you know what? Hell, I'm going to go see it. Nothing else was starting at the time I was at the theater. So I sat down. I'm glad I did. I mean, it was worth the price of admission. And, and this movie was awesome. Uh Bad Times at the El Royale. Awesome. Yeah, I really
0: wish I wouldn't have missed it. Uh I was really excited when I heard, you know, your great review on it. And I uh, can't wait now for the home release. <laughs> Yeah. All right. What do you got Uh, next up? Another movie I saw in the theaters, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, the Queen movie uh, chronicling the years leading up to Queen's legendary appearance at the Live Aid 1985 concert. Uh, Mm -hmm. I did really like this movie. Uh, It's interesting to kind of see. And, you know, if you've listened to this pod before, you know, we're giving our, thoughts and our ideas and you know that's not going to be universal for everybody it was interesting to see kind of like middle of the road reviews as far as the critics go uh, but all like the fan reviews all like love it uh, everybody else that I've talked to that have seen it uh, fellow jurors and, and, and family loved it uh, so yeah I'm actually thinking about uh, well Jade's here for uh, uh, Thanksgiving I'm thinking about uh, getting out to take her to see it. I think we have some uh, free movie passes you have to use on movies that have been out a couple weeks. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if you know the story of Queen, I mean, that's pretty much what it is. But uh, I really enjoyed how they kind of built the story, or, like, jumping from like, kind of one big song to the next, and how they kind of, like, stumbled onto it. and really gets into Queen's kind of how experimental they were, and always trying to do something different. And, uh, you know, it's, this is one of those movies that, like, happened. It's kind of hard to spoil. But uh, one small thing I'll tell you, and, and this is in the trailer, so I'm not spoiling too much. But uh, uh, if, you, if, if you're if you a fan or familiar with uh, Wayne's World, you, of course, know the famous scene in the car where they're doing uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. And uh, they got Mike Myers for this movie. And it's kind of funny that they have him as like a record executive who doesn't get it at all and doesn't want it to be like the single that's out there. Like, he's like, this is this, you can't do this. It's like six minutes and it's all over the place and it's operatic and that just doesn't work and stuff like that. So, but so, but it's funny, like knowing, you know, what Mike Myers did with Wayne's world that he's like playing this kind of small part. So, but um, the last thing I'll say on it is uh, I really loved uh, Rami Malik's performance as Freddie Mercury. Uh, obviously a huge fan of him uh, from Mr. Robot. That's where we get E-Society, F-Society. So, uh, but yeah, he did an amazing job. He really, really nailed the performance as Freddie. So yeah, this is still out there. So uh, if you have any curiosity at all, I'd recommend seeing it in the theaters. It's worth seeing. And uh, surprisingly, and I thought maybe it was just me, like just with current things going on and even the case, like I was like, Oh man, a little emotional about it, but yeah, you know, I, I've heard uh, other people had the same uh, reaction to it. So yeah, uh, recommend checking it
1: out. Were you a queen fan? I mean, before this movie, not huge. Uh, my favorite
0: is uh, what's that one? I have a uh, crazy little thing called love. That's probably my favorite of theirs. Uh, I didn't like ever like dislike them, but I was actually never the biggest fan of the actual song Bohemian Rhapsody. But uh, the rest of their catalog, it, it is cool to see how they really did so much. Like like the way that Crazy Little Thing Called Love sounds like a 50s song. And then they got the experimental opera, Bohemian Rhapsody. And then, you know, uh, Another One Bites the Dust. And, and then they got the, it, what's really like just incredible is the legacy that like he left with these songs that are used in sports nonstop and even that kind of you know listening to this pod how important Warriors basketball is to me and just the feeling I remember being at that rally that you dropped me off Nez uh, for the the 2015 championship and at the end of the rally when it was you know it was over and it was time you know to be done they shot the confetti in there and they played you know we are the champions and i'm like damn that's that's crazy the legacy that like every time now there's any kind of sports championship you're gonna hear that like around the sports team either in the arena or during the parade or whatever and that's like amazing that they've like have that legacy you know
1: I mean I've been a queen fan since I was a kid right. um and the bohemian Rhapsody came off the night at the opera album which came out in 75 right um that song is good but it is it is not uh, the best song in my opinion not the best song on the album um that that whole album was kind of to me it seemed like a uh, experimental type of thing uh, a friend a friend sure. of ours who's no longer with us. Um, and it's the anniversary of his passing this month. Oh, wow. Uh, our brother, Sweet Rob. Right. Man, he's such Sweet a Rob. crazy, and fucking insane guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, man, he had the biggest heart out of, every, out of anyone I've known. Yeah, he did. Um, he was a diehard Queen fan. That's he's awesome. the one that let me... Uh, he had let me borrow his uh, Night at the Opera album. He goes, here, dude, listen to this. I mean, I already knew. I knew some of the songs on it, but not... Uh, I didn't like listen to it like all the way through. It was just like one of those off and on. So we, we were listening to it at work one day. Um, the whole album is good. I, I really love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't say I have a favorite Queen album. I have a lot of lot of songs, and it was a lot of the hits because during the eighties, man, they were boom, boom, boom. Sure, they were coming left and right. Right. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, the Queen is good. I mean, the the story, yeah, you know how it ends. Right. You don't need to. There's nothing really to spoil. No, um, we know the passing of uh, the great Freddie Mercury, and the band is still going. It took a break for a while, but now uh, Adam Lambert from uh, American Idol fame, he is the singer. I didn't know uh, that for Queen, for Queen right now. And fuck, man, that guy can sing! Wow, uh, I I had the chance to go see them, but I didn't. Uh, Marky and I, when we were in Manhattan a few years ago, uh, they were playing, and. uh, we, I, we were waiting for Renee and them to fly in, but they got stuck in St. Louis. So we had all our luggage with us and there was no way they would probably let us into uh, Madison Square Garden with backpacks and suitcases and everything. So we are like, fuck, man. We, we didn't have nowhere where to put our stuff. And Renee and them were the ones that were going to check into the hotel. So uh, we, we were kind of bummed. But we did go by uh, MSG and saw uh, all the fucking, they had just a ton of um, big rigs. Cause I'm sure the show is just e- e- extravagant and everything, sure. but, um, yeah, Queen. I'm, I'll, I'll eventually see this film before it uh, leaves the theater.
0: Yeah, I'd recommend um, I, checking it I, out in the theaters for sure.
1: I've heard a lot of mixed reviews. Even some diehard Queen fans didn't like it. Um, I don't know why. I mean, a lot. I, I'm kind of really not wanting to read the reviews yet. Right. Um, like I said, this movie isn't something to spoil. I no, mean, not at all. If if you know who <laughs> Queen is. You already know. And then I just probably spoiled a few. I mean, for the ZC right here, he didn't even know they were still going. So, um, yeah, but Queen is still out there. I don't know if they're on the road, but I know they still do uh, music. I don't know if they've recorded anything with Adam Lambert. I haven't really followed them, but I know that um, they're still out there. But I'm always one of those fans like I don't want to hear anything new. Right? You you know, you have a shit ton of old (laughs) hits. Everybody wants to hear. Nobody wants to hear anything new. Right, but that's my opinion. <laughs> so, but um, I'm most definitely, I will see this before it uh, leaves the theater. Yeah, it. I, and yeah, I loved Rami's
0: performance as him, and uh, it is cool how you know, it's it. It does build around like certain songs, and you know how they came up with each one. You know, like from killer queen to Bohemian Rhapsody to even uh, another one bites the dust. That's a pretty cool story to see in the film, you know? So, and uh, yeah, it starts, it's one of those things, like I said, it, it, you can't really spoil this cause it happened, but it starts with, uh, like the lead up to live aid. And then that's where the movie, like it, and then it goes back and then it eventually gets there like that's kind of the climactic thing is the live aid and that's not a secret that's in the description of the movie of what it is <laughs> oh so they don't
1: they don't show uh, his passing or anything no
0: but in like and yeah like i said this is it does not spoil live aid performance is actually so kind of emotional and you do get like after that, like, after it ends and basically the credits are rolling, you do get like, one of those, like, you get the real photos and the real story of what happened, you know, with him, so. Yeah, so, I yeah mean,
1: well done. It's, it's, it's a sad story. Sure, I mean, yeah. See, I mean, Freddie Mercury, he was doing music and everything all pretty much right up to the end. Um, yeah. But we yep. all know he, uh, he died of the HIV virus and, but I mean, he left us with so much stuff. I mean, and it's good that the band, I mean, still, um, I'm not saying that it was because of Freddie Mercury, the band was so big. I mean, it was because of all of them. All of uh, them. Yeah, all and that shows, awesome this shows that too. So, yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad because I'm glad I didn't want this movie to be just focused just on Freddie.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. No, it shows uh, I'm... how important everybody was. Okay, well, good um but yeah i mean queen queen's an awesome band uh I, I love them um and i mean i i just watched the the a uh, couple weeks ago i did watch that whole live aid performance you can go on youtube and watch the whole thing and dude i did get emotional uh watching yeah. watching it. i mean i saw back when when it aired uh the first time but man after knowing this movie's out and everything and knowing that how that's how the movie ends watching the actual performance of fucking how Freddie has has the crowd in the palm of his hand. Everybody, right. everybody was just, yeah. uh, just there. Even the, after he passed, that uh, the whole concert they had for him, uh, when all these bands came together, he had Def Leppard, he had fucking Metallica, and uh, Annie Lennox, and um, Guns and Roses, and, and um, what's his next? Uh, there's so many people came together to to honor uh, Freddie Mercury and Queen uh, by playing uh, covers of, of their songs with the band Queen. I mean, you, I mean, I'm a huge Metallica fan, and we had they had James Hetfeld up there with Queen playing uh, "Stone Cold Crazy." Man, that was awesome. Um, but I mean, like I said, Queen is an amazing band. Uh, they they will go down in rock history, uh, and it's good to see them still playing. I mean. I don't even think they were ever even considering playing again, but uh, since Adam Lambert came along and uh, killed it, I want to say they wow. were on. Um, yeah, they, I think they were on American Idol, and then they he did so good with them. They everyone just loved them. I think I could be wrong. Um, I know I, I can't remember if Queen was actually. I know Kiss was on there, and Adam Lambert was singing with them. But um, yeah, I mean. They're they're still on the road. I don't know if they're on the road now, but they're still out there doing music, so that's cool. But um, yeah, Very like cool. I said, I'll eventually get out and see this. Yeah, definitely recommend it. All
0: right, All right
1: this next this next movie uh, came out. I don't think it's in the theater anymore. This is uh Jonah Hill's uh, mid '90s. Um, he it was also written and directed by him. Uh, following Stevie, a thirteen-year-old in 1990s-era Los Angeles who spends his summers. Uh, navigating between his troubled home life and a group of new friends that he meets at a at a Motor Avenue skate shop. Oh, man, this movie was awesome. Uh, it, it, it got me hyped. I mean, um, my era of skating was in the 80s uh, of when, uh, with Tony Hawk and everybody. 90s came around. Yeah, Tony and them were still around, but um, skating changed. I mean, skating went from changing from, let's say, from the 70s, to, to little 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 skinny skateboards to 80s where you had big skateboards and, um, and then, then the 90s rolled around is when the shape of the skateboard changed um there was no like in the 80s man we didn't have these flipped up noses like everyone does now I mean it, it was totally different I mean if for your skateboarder you know but if you don't know I mean do, do a little history on the actual skateboards themselves but um this movie was awesome man uh the main little kid uh, what was his name? Sonny, oh, fuck, Soljic, I think that's his name. Um, he he was really good, man. I don't know if this was his first time acting or not. Um, I know some of these words were, uh, and I think my favorite character character in this was, um, man, these names. Olin Pretent, I think that's his name. He played fuck shit. That was his name, fuck <laughs> shit. <laughs> he was okay. awesome in this. Um, but it was cool, man. I mean, this. Uh, th- there was one scene in this, man, that I, it was real powerful. It kind of reminded me of myself. And it did put some tears on my eyes. I was I was the only one in the theater when, when I saw this. Wow. And, and I was, <laughs> fuck, man. It, I didn't think this movie was going to do that. I knew it was gonna, it's, it's not just about skateboarding. It's about this little kid uh, growing up in L.A. and, like, meeting, having trouble at home. Uh, his brother was always a bully to him. And then uh, he finds these guys and and becomes a skateboarder. Um, And he just kind of wants to be in in the cool crowd. And then he found out that these kids at his local skate shop are the cool ones. Um, But, yeah, this movie was this movie was awesome. I loved it. I'm definitely going to buy it when it comes out. Um, And shout out to Jonah Hill, man. I I loved it. The way he filmed this, um, he used actual film and he wanted it to look like a 90s skate video. Uh, Because a lot of some of the some of the um, people were like, why why are you using film? I mean, we're in the digital age, it's easier to edit with that film. It's not because when you use film, you got you got to get the take. Not like digital where you can you can take a million takes and and with film, you only got like two or three and you better get it. You better get it uh, in that take. But um, he was like, no, man, I want that's why I chose uh, the 90s. He goes, I, I wanted it to be this. And another thing he said that he goes, if you notice, nobody had a phone. This was all before cell phones. Like now, like if you had made that movie now in 2018, a lot of the time you would have seen all these kids on their phones. But nobody was on their phone and nobody had a cell phone. Everybody was talking. Everybody was hanging out. The guys were skating. Awesome skating in this. And the guys actually did. Uh, were real skateboarders, so that was cool. There was no stunt doubles. Um The main kid, man, he's an awesome skateboarder. I didn't, I didn't know him. I don't know any of these guys until this movie came out. But the the main little guy, um I follow him on Instagram after I, I seen this movie. Fuck, man, that kid rips. But that in the is- movie, in the movie, <laughs> he was pretending to learn how to skateboard, and he did a fucking awesome job because it looked like huh. he didn't know how. <laughs> so. Uh, that's why I loved it so much. I mean, other than skateboarding and all that, and just, but a little bit of this in this film uh, was my life. And I think that's why I loved it so much. And yeah, like I said, I was, I didn't grow up in the nineties. I was already, I I was kicking ass from day one, but, uh, I was being a father and and everything. And I got married in the early nineties. Uh, and pretty much all of, I got married in 91 night. no. No, I got, I got with Renee in 91, and then I got married in 95. I don't know, but mid-90s. So, 95 in the mid-90s is when I got married. I, we already had Tiga. Marky was on the way. And, uh, fuck, man, that was my life, working hard, taking care of my family, but I still had time to skate. And I still do now. I'm, gra- I'm a grandpa now, but I still skate. <laughs> um, But right. this movie was fucking awesome, man. I loved it. It, it was so good um i did like how they um did did go to the the 90s style in the 90s uh everybody's wearing big t-shirts big baggy pants little small wheels uh everything i I liked that um the (laughs) skateboards they were riding they kind of um just made up their own uh shop boards so that they didn't have to uh Basically, you can get shop boards anywhere, blank boards, and just draw whatever on it. And say, "Oh, this is this is your skateboard." But I mean, they he did do his research, and and uh, Jonah Hill did. He um, this is all interviews and stuff that I was watching after I seen the film. He did his research, but he remembers a lot of it because he did skate. Uh, it, this wasn't just um, you guys just don't know him as as Fat Seth and, and uh, Super Bad or anything. I mean. I mean, he was a kid of the 90s, and that's that's what he was saying, that he loved it. That's why he filmed it the way he did. When you go see the movie, um, you know, like movies now fill up the whole screen. This one, it's like a square in the center of the screen. You got the black bars on the side uh, of the screen. So, I mean, I noticed that right when the movie came on. And uh, like he said, he wanted to film it like a 90s skate video and there wasn't big giant uh, TVs and everything and all that yet. So, I mean, this movie was amazing. I really loved it. And, and like I said, I don't love it just because it was about skateboarding. It wasn't about skateboarding. It was about this little kid trying to fit in. And I loved it. Um I didn't go as far as to where I was trying to fit in. I was already just I, just me and my friends. Or if I was by myself, I didn't give a fuck. But um, hmm. I liked that aspect of it. But the little bit of uh, tragedy, not really tragedy, but the little bit of um, uh, sadness that he had at home, I went through that exact same thing. That's why it, it put tears on my eyes hmm. during right. one scene. But this movie was amazing. Um, I don't know if the, the Academy is going to look at it for anything, but if they do, I do hope. Um, they look at that little kid, and hopefully, uh, if he doesn't get an Academy Award nomination, maybe a Golden Globe or something, um, this little kid was awesome. And uh, I, w- I would give uh, Jonah Hill an award for uh, his writing, but I don't know. I mean, there, there's so many good movies this year, um, but this movie, man, was really uh, was was an amazing. I didn't think I was going to like it that much, but when I left the theater, I was fuck, man, that movie was good. Uh, yeah, so check out Jonah Hill's mid-90s. I don't know if it's still in theaters, but I'm sure it'll be coming out on Blu-ray pretty soon. Does it have a chance to make your top 10? Uh, yeah, it's, it's got a chance.
0: It's got a chance. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I did want to see it too, but yeah, missed it. So I'll definitely be sure to check out when it hits uh, home video, though. <laughs> All right, uh, next one I got uh, was... From well, how many S- more do you have?
1: Uh, just two. All right. Uh, The big one, save for the end, the one we both saw.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, This came out at the start of November, so just a couple weeks ago. Uh, The Nutcracker and the Four Realms. Uh, This one stars Mackenzie Foy, Keira Knightley, Morgan Freeman, Helen Mirren, a young girl is transported into a magical world of gingerbread soldiers and an army of mice. Uh, yeah, it's just the classic tale of the uh, Nutcracker, nutcracker uh, told once again, uh, just a, a new telling. Uh, I do wonder if it was maybe released a little too early. I don't know if uh, people were ready just enough coming right off uh, Halloween because it came out, I think, November 2nd. So, yeah, right at the start of November, Uh, we went to the first show of Saturday open weekend, and nobody else was in the theater. It was literally a private show, and I was like, wow, (laughs) shocking, but uh, maybe they were a little early on this one. Uh, I thought it was good you know it it, it is what it is it's the nutcracker so if you know you know the nutcracker that's what it is I thought you know the people in it performed well Uh, another guy that was in it was uh, Matthew McFadden and uh, he was Tom in uh, Succession a show that I've really loved this year it really surprised me how much I loved it and his character was really funny on it so it was interesting to see him in kind of a different his, his role is a little more serious in this one as the uh, father of uh, Clara, the main character, Mackenzie Foy. So, uh, but you know, overall, I just wonder if uh, being as Christmas themed as it was, maybe they should have held off to like December 2nd on this one. Uh, but you know, uh, like I said, it just
1: is what it is. It's the nutcracker. So, you know. <laughs> Well, you're the first person I heard that liked it because everyone else I've heard, plus reviews, everybody hated it.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I mean that's the thing. Like, I, I it's hard for me to give it a hard time when you like know what you're getting into with the story. So, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I'll pass. I have
1: no interest. <laughs>
0: so. Yeah, yeah, and I understand that. But uh, you know, good for what it is. Uh, good for the youngsters. It's PG, you know. So. Yep. <laughs> All
1: Check right. Um, let's just jump into the, to the. Well, well, fuck! I got one more.
0: Yeah, yeah. You go, and then I'll I'll kick it off
1: for that one. <laughs> right. um, I'm going to. This is a movie that came out uh, back in July. I caught the tail end of the of it. It just came out on Blu-ray yesterday. Uh, this is Blind Spotting. It was directed by a. Charles Lopez Estrada. I don't even know what else he's directed. Um, some stuff. I'm. I don't even think I've seen any of these. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. A few shorts, but I. I, I don't know. But fuck, man. Uh, this stars a. I think it's David, or da, I think that's how you say his name. Diggs.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Rafael Cash. Caj- Casual, I think that's how you say his last name. Uh it was written by both of them and yeah, both of them wrote it and they both starred in it. Uh also stars um oh fuck. I'm not even gonna try with these names. <laughs> but um while on probation a man begins to reevaluate his relationship with his uh violet best friend. Um this was all shot in my hometown, uh, Oakland, California, uh, mostly in, in West Oakland, uh, That's because that's where the, the two characters live. It yeah. was dealing with the, the gentrification of the quote-unquote New Oakland. <laughs> um, I saw this in, in the, the, the New Parkway. Uh, for those of you that do know, Parkway is on Park Boulevard. I have no idea why they called it New Parkway. Um, I'm a little mad at, at the actual... Um, the name of the theater but the theater is actually pretty cool but it fits where i saw it it fit uh with the theme of this film um well the 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 story is david's character um the hell's his name colin he just gets out of he's on gets out of jail he's a he's been on probation for i don't know how long but these are the last three days of his probation uh, he he witnesses a cop shoot an unarmed black guy uh, running uh, from the cops. Uh, I, they don't really t- say why. I think they did, but I don't remember. But and he's he's dealing with that, and his his buddy is just straight Oakland hardcore. Uh, he's he's the white guy. His name is Miles. Um, both of these guys man I mean they deserve something Some kind of award Because this movie was fucking awesome But it may It just A lot of people won't get this film Because they're not from Oakland If you're from Oakland And you know What these guys are talking about You'll get it I left the uh-huh. theater like I left the theater mad sure. <laughs> with, some, with some of the shit in this movie I mean all dealing with New Oakland and New Oakland is dealing with all uh, the tech guys coming in and buying up, basically buying up West Oakland and moving out everybody that's lived there forever. I mean, the that the town has changed, man. Parts of the parts of Oakland where you would never go, you can go now. I mean, it's <laughs> weird seeing um, I mean this is the only way to this is the only way to put it. To seeing white folks walking around in all black neighborhood what well, used to be all black neighborhood, um, basically taking over the hood. I mean, there was there was even a, there was a guy wearing a shirt in this that said uh, "Kill a hipster, protect the hood." <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck, man. I mean, I mean, I love the movie. The movie was amazing, but it fucking it just made me mad
0: uh, sure. with, with
1: some of the shit in it, and I was like, "Fuck." I mean, again, like I said, if you're not from Oakland, you're not going to get some of the stuff that's in this. Um, the whole theater was pretty much white, except for me and this black lady <laughs> uh, in front of me. Um and well, during, that says that says a lot right there. During some <laughs> of the scenes me and the black I mean except for me and the and the the black lady in front of me we would laugh during it because no one got it but us. We were from Oakland right. and we got and we understood it. And, sure. and some of the stuff in it were that they, they kind of made me mad let's say dealing with um this one spot it was called Quickway. It used to be right next to uh Grand Lake Theater. Uh, it ain't Quickway anymore I don't know what the fuck it is But they went to This is just a, a scene in the beginning they went, They're went. they eating hamburgers And uh, they're like Yeah, what do you got? They're all sitting there chilling And they're eating They're like, what the fuck is this? And then they pull it pull back And they were at Quickway Well, the new Quickway And uh, they look at the thing And there's a sticker that says Vegan on it and they're like, what the fuck is this? This ain't Quickway And they're getting all <laughs> mad And throwing it down um, a lot of people that, that don't that don't know what Quickway is or didn't know what it was before. I mean, it, well, I, I fuck it was it was funny and then it made me mad like fuck. I mean, even a a, a place called a uh, Quarter Pounder Giant Burgers that changed. It's it fucking. Uh, I remember we went to the one downtown. It's not there anymore. They shut it down. Um, we used to we that was, it was a place that we would go and the the one by, in our neighborhood on, on on by Fruitvale and MacArthur. Um, fucking, we after shows we would go there and fucking end our night, eat fucking greasy ass hamburgers and fries and shakes and stuff. But now you go there now, it's fucking. They got the 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 vegan and the the mm-hmm, no. Mm-hmm. This and that. I'm like, what the fuck? This ain't. I, I knew what they felt like. This ain't fucking yeah. Quarter Pounder in the movie. They're like, this ain't fucking Quick Way. And I was like, <laughs> you I know it's like, funny? Fuck.
0: It's funny you say that, too, because it's basically the Bay Area as a whole. I think you'll know what I'm talking about, too. Um, Up by Cal in Berkeley, uh, you remember that Casper's up there? Uh, A couple of years back when I was visiting um, Markey, uh, we walked up by there, and I couldn't believe it was like it wasn't Casper. It was the uh, green salad place. It was like it looked like the Apple store in there, and I was like, Oh my god, this is crazy! Yeah,
1: <laughs> and speaking of that place, uh, my son's girlfriend works there. She <laughs> said salads are like twenty bucks. I'm like, what the fuck? Who the fuck is pay twenty dollars for a salad? Well, I guess rich kids that go to right. Cal. And but, that used to be cow. I mean, yeah, I mean that. There was there was other shit in this movie that I was like, fuck, what the fuck is going on? Um, I, I yeah, I mean, this movie's fucking awesome. If you guys haven't seen it, uh, like I said, it's on Blu-ray, so I'm sure you can go to Redbox or whatever. Um, do do check it out. Um, but this movie was awesome, man. I loved it. But like I said, I mean, it is dealing with New Oakland. And when I left the theater, I'm walking down the street. I'm going to um, Telegraph Avenue. Renee was going to pick me up and I'm walking around in fucking New Oakland. I mean, growing up there, man. Yeah, you saw white people here and there, but not as much as you do now. Uh, in parts where you didn't see them because they didn't they didn't go down there I, other than maybe they were afraid to go down there. I was like, fuck, I was walking around looking like, what the fuck? Um, and I was like, OK, but then I got like a couple blocks up and then I saw uh, these two black girls going at it like off, they were like, I don't know what they were arguing about. All you heard was, fuck you, fuck you, bitch. Die. And just and I was like, ah, that's home. <laughs> so, and then I just and I was like oh fuck I mean that's that's what this movie The gentrification of Oakland Is what this movie was about And I walk outside Or I'm sitting in the fucking theater Like fuck um, <laughs> They didn't even sell soda In this movie theater They sold these fancy Schmanchy beers And fucking uh, cheesecake And organic wow. porn I was like get the fuck out of here man! Where's the soda Where I want the <laughs> Fucking shit popcorn, man. That, that's what I want, but uh, sure. that's me. Uh, I know times have changed. I'm, I sound like a grumpy old man, which I am now, uh, thanks to my daughter. I'm grandpa. But, I'm <laughs> like, fuck, but, but I felt what these guys were talking about. I mean, there was a scene in this movie. Um, they're at this party in West Oakland. This tech guy bought uh, a house and made it all fancy. And uh, the, our characters kind of get into a fight with somebody there. And uh, the white guy, he, the the main guy, um, uh, Miles, I think that's his name. Um, yeah, Miles. He kind of gets into a fight uh, with somebody in front of the the tech guy's house, and the t- the owner of the house comes out. The white guy. He's like, "You guys, you guys need to get out of here. Get out of here. Get the fuck out of here." He's yelling at, and Miles is the white character. He's like, he's like, he just the surprised look on his face. He's like, "What?" And he goes, you get the fuck out of here. And I went, yeah. I said it hella loud. He was like, you get out of here. He was going off. I was like, fuck, man. Um, <laughs> I, did, there, a lot of emotions went through me watching this movie. I was like, what the fuck, man? But sure, um, man. it is an awesome movie. It was an eye-opener. Uh, and again, if you're not from Oakland, you're not going to get some of it, some of the references. I mean, um, like with Quick Way and and some of the other shit that that's dealt in this film, but um, it was awesome. A lot of people told me you need to see this movie. You need to... a lot of my friends that lived in Oakland. You need to go see this movie. You need to see this movies. It never came up here to where I was at. Um, so I was like, "Fuck!" I found out it was playing in one theater in Oakland. It was the at the tail end of it. Uh, I don't know if it's still playing there. I'm sure it's not playing there now because it's you can buy it. Um, but I'm glad I went and saw it in the theater. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I'm talking a lot of shit about the the, the all, all that, but the theater I did like it. It's like a relaxed theater. It's not your um, it was it seemed like it was an old warehouse. They, they they just turned into a movie theater. Um, there's like office chairs in there. There's like beanbag chairs in the front. If you follow me on Instagram, look at all the chairs. Uh, they, yeah, it, I saw them. <laughs> It's not a regular movie theater. Um, I did like it. It was just you you gotta you gotta sneak in your own snacks if you don't want to. All that uppity bullshit that they had in there. <laughs> oh man, I was—I just wanted a soda. I had just ate, so I wasn't gonna eat popcorn. But I did look at it. I mean, oh fuck. I mean, shout out to the guys that run that place, man. Uh, I mean, like it, it might sound like I'm talking shit, but I'm not. I, when I when I go to the movie theaters, I want junk. I want fucking uh, ice cream. I want fucking nachos. And but you can't order food in there. Um, that was another cool thing. It was kind of like the Alamo Draft House type of style where you order right. your food and they bring it to you um, okay. during the movie. thing. But uh, it's cool. I mean, if you're ever down there or if, if any of you guys from the Bay Area have uh, not gone in there yet, do check it out. Um, they play a lot of good movies there. Uh, a lot of old stuff. Maybe I don't think anything new. I think they get the, the more indie type of stuff and they have film festivals and they have um, – uh, open mic night and that type of thing that goes on right. there. Well, I mean, it, it's a nice little place. Um, it was in an area where I would never go, but now you can. <laughs> so, uh, but, yeah, go check it out. It's it's between, I can't remember the street it's on, but it's it's between uh, Broadway and Telegraph. So, yeah, okay. check it out. But that, that was blind spotting. The movie is awesome. Check it out. Go rent it a red box or, or uh, go buy it.
0: Yep, sounds good. All right. You got anything else before I get into my last one, uh, which
1: you also saw? Uh, No, that's that's about it. Uh, That got some more um, Netflix stuff, but nothing special. So, yeah, go for it. Okay, Uh,
0: Going with uh, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald and. I couldn't help but think once I finished this one, I couldn't help but think of uh, Ray Quan's classic uh, "Only Built for Cuban Links." Uh, my the headline of my review for this would be uh, "Only Built for Potterheads." <laughs> um, I did really enjoy it overall, but unlike the first one, I felt like the first one uh, did so much so well, and there was so much kind of almost joy. in in the first one that uh, didn't necessarily translate to this one. I see what they're doing. Uh, This is a five, five movie series. So this is the second part and now they're trying to up the stakes and uh, kind of create like sides to this battle, uh, a battle between good and evil. So uh, they're trying to establish themselves with that. Uh, that being said, uh, the Johnny Depp's Grindelwald character, he's a lot more, uh, he's a lot more, uh, skilled in his, uh, kind of deceptive evil. He's a lot more persuasive, persuasive, I would say than like Voldemort, who's just flat out, like, I'm bad, I'm evil and like, follow me, you know, he's boldly out there, but, uh. Uh, I I, it was interesting how he was able to uh, kind of persuade people to join him it it did make sense uh, and that being said uh, one of the ones that he does I was very unhappy with and I was like oh man I was one of the things I loved about the first one and dancing around a little uh, in case anybody wants to watch it but uh, I just took comfort knowing you know these are stories and uh, we've got three more movies to go. So uh, I envision everything will be all right with this plot point that I'm dancing around. Uh, but yeah, I understand this movie definitely doesn't feel like it's for everyone. Uh, it's definitely a little slower than the first fantastic beast. Uh, but for like Potterhead types, uh I thought there was a lot there as far as like little interesting touches and things they did and hints and uh, things to see. And just as far as the beasts, uh, there were some cool effects there, uh, but that was another thing. They didn't get nearly into the beasts like they did the first movie. The first movie has kind of a plot around like we need to recover all these beasts and uh while they're in this film, they're not nearly as prominent for a film called Fantastic Beast. So uh, you know. It was I, I enjoy the series though, you know. So uh
1: but what did you think, Nez? <laughs> the first one was hella good. Yeah. Fantastic Beast, that movie was awesome. Uh if you guys listened to our Up to the Challenge, the challenged me to the first one and I loved it. That one was fucking Top ten uh whatever year that came out, I didn't see it so at then I saw it later after the fact, but I would it would have definitely been in my top ten, yeah,, uh, but this it. one I'm gonna call it fantastic beast, and what were the crimes of Grindelwald, because they didn't mention sure. fucking anything in this one, man, I love the effects, I loved all the characters, um, my favorite character is we won't get into it because <laughs> um but oh man, this movie was garbage. <laughs> Fuck, <man. laughs> I was like, "Come on!" I mean, you, 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 fuck. The first meal was fucking amazing. I loved right. every minute of it. This one, yep. I went in there like, "Oh fuck yeah, we're gonna get more." And I was like, "Oh what the <laughs> fuck, man!" I mean, come on. I mean, Johnny Depp. I love him no matter what. He, he does good no matter what he is. Um, I, I liked his character. I liked what he was trying to do. And, yeah. and like you said, that they are building this up for five films. So I think they should have named it something else. Right. Um, the exactly. Crime, the, crime, the Grindelwald, that was stupid. I mean, who, who thought of that title? Well, obviously the, the JK chick, but right. He didn't commit many crimes this time around. You don't even know what his crimes were. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, did, I was like, did I miss something? <laughs> um, I loved all. I mean, the thing I love the most in this, other than the characters was the, uh, the score to it, and and I loved Jude yeah. Law. I thought he was off. This is oh yeah, not spoiling it. I love Jude Law. He's um, what's his nuts? Dumbledore. Um, I almost said Gandalf. <laughs> Dumbledore, <laughs> that was cool. I liked him. Um. Uh, Dan Fogler, he's good no matter what. Uh, it oh, was yeah. good that he, he popped in. Um. Yeah. The 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 beasts were there, but but not not really. Um. They did introduce some new characters. Um, we do go to Hogwarts, which I thought was cool, Mm -hmm. but I mean, this movie is just build up and is the next one just going to be build up as well? I mean, fuck. I mean, right. I don't
0: know. I mean, I wanted
1: so, I wanted so much more uh, to this and I, it's, it's, I guess it's going to be hard. I mean, to, yeah. It's going to be nothing but buildup. I mean, this next, the third movie and fourth movie. And then it's going to drive it home uh, for the fifth one. So I don't know. I mean, go the, the special effects and everything. It, it was amazing. Uh, the score was amazing. All the characters you already know from the first one are awesome. Yeah. Yep. They, they introduced some new ones. Uh, and if you read the books, you do know who these characters are. Right. Um, But. It just didn't, it just, it didn't do nothing for me. I was kind of, I was disappointed when the movie was over. I was like, oh, really? That's all. Oh. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, go see it. Maybe you'll have oh, a sure. d- different opinion, but I was let down a uh, big time. I mean, after, like I said, after the first one, I, I was just, oh, fuck. I was I just, I wanted this one to be better than the first one. Right. Because right, right. Johnny Depp is in it and he's going to be awesome. Yep. So, uh, I don't know. Uh it's new. Uh 3D does nothing. I saw it in 3D, so if you Oh, a wow. Person, okay. It's, it was the only one starting uh right before work. So, I mean, it's Yeah, I mean, that's my review. I mean, I I'm, don't listen to me. Go see it and um yeah, you'll enjoy it. I'm sure all you Harry Potter fans that did probably already seen it. This has been out for a while. Yep. Um I just seen <laughs> it. Um uh, but yeah, fuck been speaking of this film. Uh, I was down in Hollywood over over the weekend, past weekend, and fuck, man, there was billboards and and, and just giant posters of this everywhere you went. Wow. wow I was like, that's what, and it got me so hyped up, man. That's why I'm so let down after I saw it. The way they, I mean, if you go to Hollywood anyway, I mean, they hype up everything down there, TV shows, movies, music, and, and what have you, uh, even the Broadway shows that they have there, or the play, I don't, I don't know if they call them Broadway, but plays and stuff like that. They hype everything up so big. And they they put a lot of money into the the campaign for this because like I said, there's sure. billboards and posters everywhere. Um <laughs> and that's what got me super excited, man. I was so hyped up. And then I saw the film and I was like, Oh <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. Like I said, don't listen to me. Go see it. I was let down, but uh, I'm hoping the the next one will uh I'm still I'm still gonna see the next three movies. I'm definitely gonna right. see them. Uh, I just want them to be better than this one. Let this one be the weakest one and the next three be awesome.
0: Yeah. Um, it looks like the idea for these films too. The first one, uh, as you know, was set in America in New York. Uh, this one was set in France, Paris. Uh, I, the idea for these was to like kind of jump around the magical world. So uh it'll be interesting to see where they go for 3 4 and 5 where the main settings for those will be.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Um yeah, I think I like the first one more cuz it was it was in America in New York and I thought that was cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, I mean overall, I mean we did get some new characters which uh hopefully they'll shine more uh in the next few movies. And I did like that big um cat thing.
0: Yeah, that was whatever cool. it was called. <laughs> I did was... you
1: did you catch
0: the drift on? uh I can probably dance around to hit this by just saying the old guy. Uh, yeah, they do reveal I... who he was in the trailer. So it's not a huge spoiler, but you know who that was, right? Yeah, I got
1: it. OK, <laughs> I was go. unsure. But my friend that I saw was she. She goes, oh, that was um, went yeah, Dan, what's his name? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. But yeah, so I mean, cool. like, again, I mean, we're both saying go see this. two liked it more than I did. Um, but yeah, go but I it
0: understand. Out. I understand that uh, that not everybody will, for sure. That's definitely where I'm coming from. If you, especially if you're like just so-so on the Potter series, uh, I don't think that you'll like this at all. I think you kind of to to enjoy this one. You kind of really got to know all the little ins and outs and remember things and connections and then you can be like okay cool but otherwise
1: yeah <laughs> i don't know it was just boring uh, a lot of parts uh through this <laughs> i was i was like dude i was getting ready to fall asleep during some of uh oh i was like come <laughs> on and something happened so right. but i mean, but yeah like this is build up this is a build up i mean we, like you said we still got three more movies to go so right uh we'll see but yeah that's the last uh, movie uh new one we talk about. Once we get to a regular show, we're going to talk about whatever's new uh, yep. that comes out. Um, I think the next anchor we're going to do is going to be about TV. Work- TV. Or, uh, yes. Uh, Walking Dead, I think. Are they, they're on their um, – no, next – no, this Sunday is the, the midseason break, right? Right. All right, the midseason finale or whatever. But, yeah, yeah we'll get into that. Um,
0: homecoming. Uh, homecoming. Yeah, it's a Amazon show. Can't wait oh, to that talk that to you about it,
1: Julia Roberts. Yes, uh, I hate. I'll Julia. talk to you about it. I'll talk to you about it. I'm gonna watch it. We'll Talk it. about it
0: then. We'll talk about. I it hate then.
1: Julia Roberts, but I'm still gonna watch it. Um, like I said in Hollywood, that they were fucking hyping that up everywhere too. <laughs> so yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, also, next show. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Next one, next anchor is gonna be TV and everything. So we had to. Give you uh, some movies in this. So uh, as right. far as that, um, thanks everyone for listening. And uh, maybe next week we'll uh, give you a regular episode. Yeah, um, sounds good. Oh fuck, another anchor one. We're gonna have to do collectibles because I got a shit ton of stuff. Oh, I know, I know. That's you gonna, do. That's gonna take <laughs> up a lot. <laughs> yep. a lot of time. So right. I don't know. Uh, once we get to the after we do the bust out these anchors, we'll get uh, back to the regular schedule programming. Yep. Sounds good. All right. Uh, Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Have fun.
0: Be safe. And we'll see you at the movies, Z society